This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and it's Friday. I'm Tyler, and the article I'm about to share comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. You can find a wealth of information on the site, or by searching Bigger Pockets in any podcast app. Maybe that's how you found this show. So let's get to it. We know you've heard it before. Cash flow is getting very hard to find. There's always long distance investing, but you may be thinking, I don't have a team, enough experience, or the market knowledge to get in. That's where you're wrong. And it's also where Rent to Retirement comes in. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest out of state with confidence. They've got single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets. They even have bird deals with immediate equity. Rent to Retirement helps investors learn how to build a bulletproof business plan with the best investment and tax strategies around to help you reach financial freedom through real estate. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems already in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. 
Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Wait! Don't get started on your development project unless you have zoning in place. By Jay Chang. I have a previous article at BiggerPockets.com where I delved into the essential elements of development zoning. We explored key zoning designations such as R or C, critical parameters including setbacks, FAR, and building heights, strategies for enhancing density via affordable housing, the role of neighborhood ordinances, and the distinctions between by right and discretionary review processes. Today, we're going to delve into the crucial task of determining the development zoning for your project, an essential step to undertake before acquiring any development project. Mastering the intricacies of development zoning necessitates a strategic methodology and will unveil three pivotal strategies. Let's do this. First up, online platforms and geographic information system, GIS, mapping. Digital tools can really simplify your investigative efforts. Utilize online platforms and geographic information system, GIS, mapping, to access invaluable data. There are lots of websites that serve as exemplary resources. By simply entering the street address, these interactive zoning maps can help you visualize zoning boundaries, overlays, and specific stipulations with ease. GIS websites offer a wealth of information detailing zoning designations, height categories, and occasionally density incentives linked to transit proximity. Additionally, they may encompass neighborhood ordinances associated with specific lots, although accuracy is really not always definitive. However, while GIS provides valuable insights, it really doesn't prescribe the precise scope of permissible construction. Determining the feasibility of your project hinges on interpreting the zoning designations in conjunction with the city's zoning guidelines, thereby synthesizing a comprehensive understanding tailored to your development objectives. So let's illustrate this real quick with a hypothetical city. Consider a project labeled R32, R3-2. Consulting the zoning handbook, you discern that this designation signifies a residential zoning classification. The 3 indicates a density allowance of 1 unit per 800 square feet of lot area. Thus, for an 800 square foot lot, you can construct up to 10 units. Additionally, the 3 mandates specific requirements, uh, such as allocating one parking space per unit and maintaining a 10-foot setback from the property line on all sides, depending on the jurisdiction. The 3 may also convey additional stipulations. Meanwhile, the 2 in the R3-2 designation signifies the height category. So in our hypothetical city, this translates to a permissible building height of 45 feet and a floor area ratio, FAR, of 3 to 1. In alternative jurisdictions, you might encounter a designation like R3-45, which straightforwardly indicates a maximum building height of 45 feet. I like the straightforward ones. Navigating density incentives can be intricate, for sure. When exploring GIS platforms, 
Focus your search on terms like transit orientation incentives or density incentives to uncover potential bonuses. Lots of very cool vocab words today. If your search proves unfruitful, consider examining state-level incentives. So, for instance, a specific state might offer incentives for projects situated within a half-mile radius of a metro station, enabling a 60% increase in both unit density and FAR upon allocating 10% of the units to low-income residents. Furthermore, state incentives could potentially reduce parking requirements and permit higher building heights. So in the context of our example project in our hypothetical city USA, by designating one unit for low-income housing, you're able to construct up to 16 units. Money, 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 money! It's worth noting that calculations typically necessitate rounding up to the nearest whole number. Thus, if your base unit count is 11, a 10% allocation would equate to two affordable units. Contacting local planners. Let's talk about that. Engaging directly with city planners responsible for urban planning is a good alternative, too. While digital tools do offer initial insights, consulting municipal offices provides a tailored, authoritative understanding, complementing your GIS-based research. This approach not only validates your findings, but it also uncovers any local ordinances potentially overlooked in GIS data. When reaching out to local authorities, furnish specific details about your property or project, including address, lot size, and intended use. This facilitates accurate identification of the relevant zoning designation, enabling officials to outline associated requirements or restrictions. Proactive dialogue with city planners fosters collaboration, giving you invaluable insights into zoning dynamics and navigating development opportunities or constraints effectively. Furthermore, I love that word, consider scheduling an in-person meeting or consultation with zoning officials to discuss your project in depth. So this personalized approach facilitates a comprehensive review of your plans, and this enables authorities to offer tailored guidance and even clarify any ambiguities related to zoning designations. By fostering an open, collaborative dialogue with local authorities, you can navigate the complexities of zoning regulations with confidence ensuring your project aligns with the applicable zoning designations and regulatory frameworks. Responsiveness can vary among planners, that's for sure. So to expedite communication, I recommend employing multiple contact methods simultaneously. Phone calls, sending emails to both the general email and a few individual planners, and then securing an in-person appointment. This multifaceted approach increases the likelihood of a prompt and comprehensive response. This facilitates, of course, a smoother progression through the zoning process. Asking consultants. Let's dive into this. Engaging the right consultants can be very effective in navigating all the complexities of development zoning. Yeah, but it's going to cost you a few thousand bucks. These experts do bring specialized knowledge and experience, so it can be worth it and they do offer invaluable insights that complement your understanding of zoning regulations. Not all consultants will give you good service, though, so be careful whom you ask for help. Now, when selecting consultants, prioritize individuals or firms with a proven track record in your specific area of interest. It could be residential, commercial, or mixed-use developments. Alternatively, you could also reach out to local developers who have a proven track record if you're interested 
in a joint venture. So when approaching consultants, articulate your project's objectives, your scope, and any preliminary findings or challenges you've encountered. This foundational information enables consultants to tailor their expertise to your unique needs, which provides targeted guidance and solutions. In the preliminary stage, the main consultants needed are architects or land use consultants. If the site could be contaminated, hire an environmental consultant to do a phase one assessment. This is going to cost a few thousand bucks, and it does take a few weeks, but well worth it if they find something. Additionally, it's crucial to define clear expectations regarding deliverables, timelines, and communication protocols up front. So for questions limited to zoning parameters, which typically take only 10 to 20 minutes, consultants may offer their insights at no cost. However, for comprehensive feasibility studies encompassing design options and floor plans, yeah, these services should be anticipated to cost several thousand dollars. Some worthy tips, and as a bonus, here's a look at some other factors you need to consider. Escrow timeline. Extending the escrow period is essential for securing development rights, especially with challenging zoning regulations. I recommend at least a 30-day contingency period, but for larger projects, consider a three- to six-month escrow to do a thorough feasibility study and get some feedback from the planning department. Power. All right, during escrow, consult with the local power department or a dry utility specialist to determine the power supply options for your site. Larger projects often necessitate transformers and underground conduits, both of which entail significant costs and time. So if securing power is projected to span two years, you gotta factor this into your project schedule for sure. Other utilities, gas, water, sewer, typically present fewer challenges. Their installation can become complex and costly in some rural areas, though. Thus, conducting thorough due diligence on utility provisions is essential to mitigate potential delays and budget overruns in your development project. The City Timeline Every city possesses its unique timeline for the entitlement and permitting processes, reflecting varying regulatory frameworks and administrative efficiencies. In some cities, like Seoul, Korea, the permitting phase can be done in a few months. Conversely, cities like San Francisco exemplify a more protracted timeline, where both entitlement and permitting processes need to be done sequentially and usually take three years. Ugh. In cities where parallel entitlement and permitting are allowed, developers gain a strategic edge. Initiating the permitting process before full entitlement completion can expedite the timeline by six months or more. A benefit of this concurrent approach, for sure. And some final thoughts as we wrap up for today. I hope these strategies serve you well on your next development project. If you have other tips or questions that you wish to share, we have a comment section inside this article at biggerpockets.com. We would love to hear from you. Or you can reach out to Jay Chang yourself. And with that, let's wrap the week with a little Friday fun pop quiz, shall we? Mm, we shall. Do you know the fastest way to find the best funding for your strategy? Here's a hint. Bigger Pockets has made it easier than ever. With Lender Finder, you can quickly find and compare investor-friendly lenders who specialize in your strategy in two minutes or less. Visit biggerpockets.com slash findmylender to find an investor-friendly lender 
for free. That's biggerpockets.com slash findmylender. Thanks for listening to this show and enjoy your weekend. Me? I'll be right back here tomorrow. Can't remember the last time I took a day off.